We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. So I'm sorry to report to my friends in Chicago, the nightmare continues. Chicago Tribune sports page. Really? Column by Stephen Rosenblum. Steve Rosenblum. You know him? Never heard the name before yet. Steve Rosenblum. I think Chance the Rabbi is the way to go. Brian Peruk. Well, when's he coming back? I said, you want to come back? And it was an emphatic no. We're glad he misses us. Sitting in for Mike Esposito, who's sitting in for Jordan Burnfield, who's sitting in for Wayne Randazzo, who's sitting in for Mark Grody, who's sitting in for Brian Peruk. It's Matt Spiegel. This is funny because we're trying so hard to make this funny and it's not funny. They suck so you don't have to. Baseball is full of suck right now. For some reason, they sing. Oh, the duck duck here and the quack quack there, right? Take the last train to Turdsville and we'll meet you at the station. Take the last train to Turdsville. They're in need of sanitation, don't you know? Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. They won't stop singing. Lido. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's a master's course in stupid. You're tapping two kegs of stupid, and it is really flowing. What percentage is five bucks uh, on a hundred? They have celebrity rebukes. This is Wayne Messmer, Senior Executive Vice President of the Wolves. You know, in all my years involved in sports and many teams, I have never been involved with something that sucks so badly. The three words that best describe this show are as follows, and I quote, Stink, stank, stunk. It's Rosenblum and Spiegel on WSCR 670 The Score. We should be 670 WSUK. Darren from Pascagoula, Mississippi. Let the suck fest commence. Welcome in. 11.04, Saturday morning. Saturday suckage, but only about half a bong till 12.45. Steve Rosenblum, Matt Spiegel. We are here. We're here for you. We have no guests because we have like half the time and twice as much to do. And, and we got thoughts, Steve. We do. We do have thoughts. Let's start with the Despicable Bears. Can we do that? Can we start with them? Can we start with a disgrace that is known as the Bears organization? Disgrace. Disgrace. They just had a great year, Steve. I almost called you Bruce. Um, they just had a really Never make that mistake again. <laughs> hey, look. I, all we did, all we did <laughs> was move 180 degrees. Musical Jews. 
Uh, I'm one of those. Um, so yeah, yes, but they, they just had a really, they had a really good year. The town's in love. What are you talking? About? Alan Robinson today in the Sun Times. Patrick Finley writes that Alan Robinson would be willing to embrace disgraced former Chiefs running back Kareem Hunt if the team were to sign him. Called him a good dude from when I met him, <clears throat> and everything like that. For us to bring him into the locker room, I think guys would welcome him with open arms. He'd be one of us. Okay. TMZ ran a video. Mm-hmm. of Kareem Hunt committing one of his many violent acts. This one happened to be a violent act against a woman. Yeah, there's three separate incidents that we know about. Right. This one he lied about, and the Chiefs cut him. So he's had, I don't know, three, four, five different chances, and Alan Robinson is just a disgrace to say this. Matt Nagy is a disgrace to not rule out automatically that Kareem Hunt might be a bear. Ryan Pace is a disgrace for a man who engineered the horrific Ray McDonald situation based on Vic Fangio vouching for Ray McDonald. They had but Ray McDonald for two months in an offseason um, after supposedly vetting him, talking to his parents, a surprise that his parents said good things about and, him. And let's talk about the guy who committed the greatest crime. George McCaskey. Uh, was the guy who went out and scouted Ray McDonald by talking to his parents. Only his parents, and not the woman against whom the, the Ray McDonald allegedly committed violence and mm-hmm. would do it again, and that's why he was cut. George McCaskey should know better. He's a former prosecutor. He's a disgrace. Disgrace is a big, harsh, serious word to throw at every one of those people. Did you see the tape? Did you see the tape of Kareem Hunt? Yes. Okay. I did. What did you do? What did you see on tape? But Alan Robinson saying, from when I met him and everything like that, for us to bring him into our locker room, I think guys would welcome him with open arms. He'd be one of us. That makes him a disgrace to say that he would welcome him in, you think? It is a disgrace to welcome somebody who committed violence against a woman. And there's even greater disgrace on George McCaskey's part. Not only the whole Ray McDonald thing, he, he obviously didn't learn anything from it, but he was on with, he was in studio, in fact, mm-hmm. with McNeil and Parkins. And we have some of that when that, the videotape came up, that question came up about Kareem Hunt. I agree that if the circumstances are right, a uh, second chance is warranted. The, uh, the question is... In a particular circumstance, and every situation is different, does that person deserve a second chance? And, and in this particular situation, we're not anywhere close to that. Ryan himself has said, uh, we're not there yet. Has the matriarch seen the video? I don't know that she has. Do you think it's important she does? Um, you leave that up to her? She leaves that up to me. And I haven't <laughs> seen the video. Uh, I understand... Uh, there are people that have uh, a morbid curiosity to see other human beings at their lowest points. Uh, I try to have some discipline about that myself. It's not important for me to see it at this point. And if we ever get to that point, um, I would make sure that I saw it. I think it's a disgrace. I, I think you didn't learn anything from Ray McDonald. You you don't need you need to see the videotape and you need to say we're not going after this guy. I don't need my guys, my general manager and my coach and my organization, wasting time on somebody I don't want in this organization because he can't. And we're not talking second chances, as you delineated earlier. We're talking many offenses. 
that Kareem Hunt has been involved in. And this latest one. But he is, hasn't he hasn't dealt with a football penalty, a professional penalty of any kind until this. So I think in their minds it's still a second chance because it's being chastised and penalized, and then are you done or not after that first time? If it's my organization, I say no. I tell my general manager no. We're not considering it. I tell my coach no. I don't care. You, I, I've had a coach vouch for a guy who's been accused of it before. Mm-hmm. Vic Fangio did it for Ray McDonald. Have that work out for everyone. And George was embarrassing in the whole Ray McDonald thing. As oh, you were talking ab- about. absolutely. He, okay, so so now he won't even look at the tape. Well, he said that he said there at the end that he, if it got to that point, that he would make sure to see it. If it got to that point that they were going to possibly sign him, that he would make sure he would see it. But it sounds like he's leaning towards what Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy had clearly done, which was floating a trial balloon at that press conference, saying, "Oh yes, we've we've t- you know Matt had talked to him and." And they would consider it, and, and and all of and all of that. I wouldn't do it. I I, That's I wouldn't what I'm saying. do it. I wouldn't either. And because they they haven't because they're different. They have different opinions than me. I think their opinion, their stance, is a disgrace. If somebody was really really great, and I can like- guarantee you that they were going to walk the straight and narrow and pay off your decision to give them a second chance, like Tyreek Hill. Because that's where Matt Nagy comes from. He just saw Tyreek Hill get drafted, be given a second chance, and become an explosive, phenomenal football player and uh, a guy who I don't know, of course, but you know, personally, but seemingly is doing the right things and behaving himself. You know, there's there's a lot of second chance guys on the Kansas City Chiefs who have done quite well. So that's where Matt Nagy comes from. I understand where he comes from. I'm uncomfortable with it. Feels dirty to me. All right. So I was. And, and, and I hear you. And by the way, I don't think the position is special enough, nor is Kareem Hunt a player special enough to bother to, to do this. You can find other guys to do that rather than, you know, take the chance on this kind of thing and go down this road. And you can find other guys on whom you could have your general manager and coach spend time evaluating, looking at, talking to, interviewing that don't come with this kind of baggage, with with this kind of stain, I wouldn't want anything to do with it. That's just – it's a great point, that especially this position. But I don't want that guy – I may cost myself a wonderful talent. And you you know what? There are certain rehab talents able to go through it. I feel the Cubs are dirty with Addison Russell. Mm -hmm. I just think that's – you want to give second chances, that's fine. I just feel I don't think it's that difficult of a concept. You don't abuse women. No, I, I, but I, I, it is, of course, and it is possible to accept that and then decide whether you can morally withstand going down that path. Oh, I understand how, I understand how winning and money shades everything i understand all that i i know as an nfl owner i'm wealthy beyond belief Mm -hmm. i'm gonna make money whether i'm i suck or not whether i'm the oakland raiders whether john gruden is running my team or whether bill belichick is cheating for me or whether Les Snead is putting together a quality young team that might might hold up the way the Falcons always dreamed of holding up that kind of stuff. 
I understand that. Mm-hmm. But I can live with. I know I'm going to make a ton of money, and I know that I will. I can. That allows me to be successful on my own terms, and my terms don't include anybody who's gone near has a whiff of this stuff. That's that's me. I, I'm not. I'm. I'm not wealthy beyond belief. I'm not a McCaskey. Mm-hmm. I'm not an NFL owner. I know they want to win. I don't have to go that far to try to win. I understand. That is, uh, that, that is your great benefit. That is your advantage in life is that you're not a multimillionaire. <laughs> <laughs> is that you do not have the responsibility of running Thank an organization God. like that. Thank God. I've tossed off that yeah, that that baggage, that weight that is that that, that the shoulders are so heavy. You know that every team, every organization, hell, every corporation has some guys who are morally despicable working for them. Yes, and if you are the boss, you have your own compass that you've got to deal with in there. I know. And there is a part of George McCaskey which is willfully naive, which was shown very plainly in the Ray McDonald situation and I'm sure is still there, that likes to believe that people are good and people are kind, especially if they come work for him and they're going to be around them. I mean, Would he, you imagine confirmation bias to go talk to Ray McDonald's parents and just, you know, you want to believe it, so I'll go ahead and believe it. But, Would but you imagine that a former prosecutor wouldn't wouldn't a former prosecutor my my view of a former prosecutor is they think otherwise they'd always think the worst facts usually lead them to prosecute somebody mm-hmm. for doing something wrong that's the way I view it I'm again I've never been lucky enough to be a prosecutor yeah I can just play one on the radio and I I just think it's a it's it's despicable that it's being considered that's my from my standpoint, it's not the way I would run a team. I've never been in that position. I understand why they do that. I understand why it winning means, you know, and they may not even the Cubs, for instance, may not even want Addison Russell in uniform, but they want to rehab him and see if they could trade him and get something for him. He's useful to them from that a, way. From a purely spreadsheet perspective, he is an asset that they're choosing not right. to dismiss. Right. But there, there is a level of humanity in the way that Theo and everybody described what their investment is that, that I, I actually I believed as they, as they talked about it. I believed that they struggled with it and that they if we're going to go down this road, let's genuinely try and help them be a better person. I actually thought that was plausible. Did I you? believed it, too. I also believe they were holding their nose as they said every word of it. Which is the price of doing business. It, it is. I, I'm not saying I don't understand that. Mm-hmm. I'm saying my stance, my step, my, I would, I'm George McCaskey. I would tell Ryan Pace and Matt no, Nagy. go find somebody no, else. Go find a running back who's, who's good. I don't need that here. I, 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 w- I would too, in this situation, without a doubt. I would look around and say, C.J. Anderson was, was sitting on a couch in week 14, and now he's in the Super Bowl. He was as big okay? as a couch. Yeah, right? It, it, it's like, <laughs> he was at least an ottoman. I, it, Le'Veon Bell sat out, and that was not the problem for the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know? I mean, right. look around. It's, it it doesn't, doesn't take a whole lot to find a useful running back. This hour is brought to you by Team Hochberg. Visit their new website, 56david.com. That's fix, 56david.com. Jordan Howard was a, a late-round draft pick that you found. Go find another one. That's right. That's all you got are late-round draft picks now, and that's fine. 
We, uh, we'll talk Super Bowl. And the Super Bowl and coverage on the score, by the way, presented by Sprint. Sprint, brighter future for all. The Super Bowl will be on the score tomorrow. And you wanted to talk about the dirtiest dynasty ever, right? Is that the way you wanted to do it? Well, I, I know that's you're going to take it to the dirty place. Um, I'm just going to speak truth. Okay. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll give them I'll give them the proper perspective, <laughs> and then you will change it and give it your proper perspective because that's how we roll. That's good. That's well. What else do we have except our? All right, we'll take a break when we come back. Rosenblum and Spiegel. It's Saturday suckage. We only got half the time, so we have to suck twice as hard. Chicago Sports Radio, six seventy. The score. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play it. It's not just incidents of domestic violence that get caught on video. Um, this is a, a vexing social issue that needs attention. And not just from people in the NFL and not just from teams with uh, owners who happen to be female. Um, A lot of times it's a he said, she said situation and family and friends and police and prosecutors need to sort through and um, find out which person is telling a, a more credible story. It's a very, very difficult situation. And as a society, we've got to get on top of it. George McCaskey on with McNeil and Parkins right here on the score. I agree with all that. It would make a stronger statement if the heir, the male, a male heir running the Bears, chairman of the Bears board, just stepped right in without waiting for mom to say anything and just said, nope, we're not considering it. We, I saw the videotape. There's no reason not to see the videotape. And what I saw was Kareem Hunt abusing a woman, committing violence against a woman, and we're not going to deal with that. So, anyways. And there's a Super Bowl tomorrow. Did you know that, Matt? I, I was Bowl? familiar with the Super Bowl, I must admit. I do not believe that anybody with their right mind could bet against Bill Belichick and Tom Brady at this point as they go against the reigning boy wonder, Sean McVay, and their developing quarterback, of course, in 2004, Bill and Tom were their own bastardized version of McVeigh and Brady as they vanquished the greatest show on turf. So it, it can happen. 2002, is it? I yeah, I remember, I remember yes. covering that Super Bowl. And, you know, they cheated to get there. They, the NFL found the, the videotapes of the illegally obtained signals for the, mm-hmm. the Pittsburgh Steelers that they would steal two AFC championship games from the Steelers. That was the first Ironic, one. isn't it? Yes. Yeah, Steel, the Steelers, huh? Steelers. I see what you did yeah. there. That Super Bowl, here's my story. I finally got to achieve a writing dream. I covered a Super Bowl from a Vegas sports book. Oh, man. Mandalay Bay. They helped me out. Actually, and-, and Were it you was, smoking and drinking? Yes. Okay. I, well, smoking. Good job. Smoking cigars, sitting there. Cigars, you, you're yeah. You're supposed to. Now the if you don't, I believe they kick you out yes. after a while. Well, they hand you a cigar when you walk. Sir, Here's I'm your... sorry, you don't smell bad enough. And Brian Hanley was there too. He was doing the same thing with a worse deadline for the Sun Times. That is, we... well, I, you could have told me Hanley was just there hanging out. I would have believed. That. Yes, you would have. So he was doing the same thing. But they had the NHL All Star Game was in L.A. I was covering the Olympics, Olympic hockey then, and we go to Salt Lake City a month later. So I was out in L.A. doing this, and let me do this. Let me. Do... And my editor Dan McGrath said. Okay, go ahead. So 
went there, went to Vegas, and did this. And the bookmaker at the Mandalay Bay, they set me up, and they, they told me that some guy walked in and placed a bet on the money line on the Rams, $1.8 million oh. to win 600000 oh, It was one to three. I said, really? And then he looks up at the board on that Sunday. As I'm just talking to people, I saw all three Bears jerseys, all three Bears Urlacher jerseys, white, orange, and blue. And one of the guy in the orange Urlacher jersey said, you know, I really think I got the Super Bowl thing wired, the betting wire, because, like, I, I play fantasy football. It pretty much makes me a pro. I swear to God, okay. <laughs> so the, the Patriots were minus or plus 600 on the money line. And I said, I can't. I don't want to bet. I don't want to bet. I, I, I think that's a really good number. They're trying to make up for the $1.8 million they took on the Rams. Hmm. And I th- I don't want to bet. I don't want to have. I want to be able to write this thing without my emotions and my money getting involved. And when so you had Hanley bet for you? <laughs> yes, he was somewhere. <laughs> I think he went to the Hard Rock, if I recall. And I was at the Mandalay. And I when Adam Vinatieri made that kick, uh-huh. and I saw that a simple just a two hundred dollar bet would have been twelve hundred dollars. Yeah, and I was so. Elated, I had a. It's a really good story, right? I mean, that Super Bowl is a really good story. Oh, it was a great story. It's a great and story, I, and I and I remember John Madden saying, "I wouldn't do this if I were them." He wanted them to play for overtime. Remember, the Patriots were driving. I couldn't hear anything really in the sports yeah. book, so I'll I'll trust you. Ma- that. Madden's like, I can't believe they're doing this. I would I would not risk turning it over, and instead they drove it down into field goal range. And he said, "Well, I was wrong." And uh-huh. Vinatieri kicked it and won it. And I just and he's saw still money playing. going. Oh my god! And the guy got the guy eventually. Actually, the, the sports the odds maker, store, the, the sports book director, I think, was relieved of his responsibilities because he took a bet from Charles Barkley without having the money in hand, which you can't do. Oh. But I, I don't know exactly how that played out, but that was one of the best experiences and one of the worst experiences because I thought, I don't want to be emotionally involved in the game. I just want to write the game. Mm-hmm. And I should have just said, screw it. Money, money, number one rule in life, follow the money. I wanted to follow it in my pocket. And it didn't happen. Uh, you would have followed it all the way so to your pocket. So that was the start of the way they cheated their way into <laughs> the dirtiest dynasty ever. So what would you like to talk about? Well, uh, you know, obviously, I think you have a big red stopper on any of this uh, this conversation being uh, being the cheating. But let me try and navigate it just just a hair. I, I promise I won't interrupt. You. I you no, you can, of course, do no. it's a conversation. No, I used to credit uh, guys like Don Shula and Joe Gibbs as being the greatest head coaches in, of football that I'd seen because Shula won with um, Unitas, right? Uh, or Unitas and Earl, Earl Morrill. Unitas and Earl Morrill. Then he won with Greasy, right? Then he won with Marino. Didn't get all the way, but got there. Then he went to the Super Bowl with David Woodley. Oops. You know? Yeah. That was before that. Um, so all these different guys, these different styles. Uh, Joe Gibbs, four Super Bowls with, I think, four different quarterbacks. Jay Schrader, uh, Mark Rippon, Theismann, and Doug, Doug Williams. Williams. Right. So I think it's three wins. Three wins were three, three Super Bowl wins with three different quarterbacks. Okay. Did Tra- Jay Schrader ever really get to a Super Bowl? Maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Yeah. But he certainly he had a, he had a winning team with Jay Schrader. Uh, but yeah, Super Bowl, all these different guys. So like different styles, and you you change it up if you need to. 
during the course of this 18-year run of Brady and Belichick, mm-hmm. they started out as a team that would use a fullback and run the ball and pound it down your throat. Mm-hmm. Then Welker and Moss got there, and they opened up wide on offense. And then he drafted Gronkowski and Hernandez in the same year and changed to a double tight end thing that revolutionized the game. And then this year, they started out wide open, but by the end of the year, they're back to pounding the ball with a fullback again. They just, they evolve every year. Every year, they change and do whatever works the best with what they have, which is the very definition of coaching to me, mm-hmm. and the malleability that they that Bill and Tom have on offense, and then he does it on defense too. They're the best they could possibly be by the time the playoffs come around every damn season. It's astounding. I would like that to be true on its face and only there. But I believe they cheat. So, so I know that there's actually proof that they cheat. They've been suspended. They've been caught. There are, there's evidence of it. They've been fined. They're the dirtiest dynasty. But, I, but here's what I yeah, will... But they do that. They do that. So every you're, you're attributing that success, that ingenuity to... Spying on the opposition, right? Or, is it, or well, what a lot else? of it, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they did. They got busted for it. They did. The NFL walked in and found the room, found the videotapes, found the signals. The Pittsburgh Pir- Pittsburgh Pirates, Pittsburgh Steelers signals were illegally obtained, mm. and there were the videotapes. And are they still doing that and in the decade that's followed? I'm sure we'll find out in 10 years the way we had to wait another 10 years to find out what they did in 2002. Which ESPN just did a thing in 2015 about what the details were of that. So we'll find out in 17 years how they cheated to win this year's Super Bowl. But... <laughs> But here's what I will here's what I will say uh-huh. is that I I will credit I believe they cheat I believe they're the dirtiest dynasty but I will credit him with counter programming to the greatest degree because what's ha- what happened to offense they all became fast they became they became fast and quick and he was doing it with all of the 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 Edelmans the Amendolas with all of those mm-hmm. the Welkers right all of those guys. But there were more. The The offenses became what Jimmy Johnson's defense was. His Dallas defenses were too fast. Nobody could. The ones Wani started with and that they would win with, mm-hmm. those defenses were so fast. They took all the speed and put it on defense. Bill Belichick had watched the NFL take all the speed on offense and said, okay, you can't be fast and big at the same time. And your point about the fullback or yeah. guy like the, the touchdown vulture, Rex, Rex Burkhead. Yeah, where they've got James Devlin is their fullback guys, du jour. Guys can't defensive guy defensive players who have been slimmed down can't tackle guys going that hard. It's a tougher deal. He's counter programmed. I'll give him that. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll find out how they cheated. Look, we found about it Deflategate. Tom Brady's a cheater. Did you see the guy in Kate? Did you know the Chiron operator? Story in KDKA in Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh TV station. Mm-hmm. He was fired because they had Brady. St- they showed tape in Pittsburgh. <clears throat> Brady at the the podium, lectern, the microphone. Where, you know where before they leave for the Super Bowl, and then it said Tom Brady, and under it it said known cheater <laughs> on KDKA, <laughs> and they fired the guy. But it's true. He's, See, a, he's uh, a known cheater. I remember uh, I was 12 years old, 12 years old in 1982 when so, that guy, uh, 
snow plowed. He plowed some snow. Remember the snow plow game? No. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, 1982. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. A guy, I remember the guy snow went plow. out and yes. and plowed some snow. That was against Miami, right? Yes, it was right <laughs> right where the the Patriots kicker was going to kick, where the holder was going to set up with the ball. So he plowed a path right there on a field covered with snow, an astroturf field. He went out and plowed a path right. just so the kicker could plant his foot and kick, and it worked, and he kicked and won the game. So it goes back pretty far if you're going to do that. But it sounds like you are discounting fairly fairly fully with a, with a, with a blanket, with a giant, extremely moist blanket. You are extremely moist blanket. You are discounting the fact that Belichick is encyclopedic on offensive and defensive strategy and has been his entire life because his dad was encyclopedic on that. And he knows more and has researched more than anybody and has more of a grasp of football strategy than anybody alive on the planet. Why would he need to cheat? If he had that. Mm-hmm. Sean McVay, we, we've seen this season and heard the tape, right? Or maybe even seen the videotape, heard the audio tape of his legendary recall of plays, right? He, I, I've not heard a whiff of him cheating. He has the legendary recall of plays. Mm-hmm. He knows what was called when and why it was called, what the situation was. If Bill Belichick is that good, why did he need to cheat? Because he, well, I don't know. Why does, why does anybody cheat? And if he's that smart, how come he keeps getting caught? Was Barry Bonds good? Yes. He, even when he was cheating, was he good? Well, yeah. Okay. All right, so 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 I'm I'm, I'm going to go ahead, and he got caught. I know, but I'm going to go then ahead. And that got discounted. I, like like Bonds, yeah, Bonds was cheating, and he was using all this. And he admitted later he took the cream in the clear, and he said he didn't know what it was. BS. We all know that. If only there was a band named Clear, because then you could have cream, the cream in the clear. clear. That would be a really good double bill. <laughs> cream, for cream opening for Clear. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say that Barry Bonds, even when he was roided up. It was pretty freaking remarkable that he would get one to two pitches per series mm-hmm. from the opposition. Per series yeah. to hit. And he would hit them. Guy got walked with the bases loaded. He got walked intentionally with the bases loaded. He would no, have, I agree. He I'm, would have 12 to 15 at-bats per series. He'd be walked seven times. The other times they'd pitch around him anyway. Or he'd get frustrated and swing at a bad pitch. He'd have two good pitches to hit in a freaking series. And he would destroy them. Mm-hmm. There was a skill there. In addition to the cream and the clear. So I don't know to what level Belichick is cheating these days. You seem to think it's fairly constant and pervasive. I think, But even if it is. I think he evolves as a cheater. He hasn't been caught for 10 years, right? It was re- the 2015 piece by ESPN mm-hmm. reignited what he had done earlier and the Patriots had been fined for it. There's, you're never going to convince me they, they're doing it clean. No, I, I, will believe, that's fine. I will believe that they're cheating now. And and but but and in if football, this if this team let me yeah. tell you this team is well counter programmed for what the the way the NFL grew its players into the speed game on both sides of the ball well, especially defense so the idea of using the the fullback and the Rex that's really good however uh huh it's it's his DNA Belichick's a cheater to cheat well you bring up though the way you talk about the counter programming you bring up. The, the part that maybe deserves even more credit for Belichick is the roster construction every year to decide which of your young developing guys you can actually count on, which of your aging, still productive guys you should lean on, which ones you should cut bait with, and how best to formulate that roster so, so everybody is useful. 
I mean, that is, and I don't is, and I don't think is there a cheating component to that roster construction? No, they get guys to agree to deals like Brady that give them some flexibility. They are appetizing because they win, no matter how they're doing it. So some people want to go there and play there, but his ability as as the guy who picks the groceries and makes the meal to. To, to fill the grocery cart effectively every year is astonishing. While counter-programming with the, the bigger backs in the running game, which, which does a couple things. First of all, it takes advantage of, of you know, faster but probably less, less uh, prepared defensive players to try to tackle things that large, like mm-hmm. tackling the bus kind of thing. Um, that is to be commended. Where do you think the talent on this team, this Patriots team, ranks? Compared to the NFL and compared to past Patriots Super Bowl champions, that's the thing. I don't think it's a particularly impressive in terms of talent. You've got Brady, obviously. You've got Gronkowski, and and but he gets more out of his talent than than anybody. They're well, not nearly as talented as the Rams. Not close. They're not as talented as the Chiefs. And yet here they are. So that underscores my contention: they're cheating. <laughs> A team that isn't as talented on paper uh-huh. has gotten to the same place that the multi-talented Rams are. And you know why? And they because they didn't play. Because they cheated. He, because he uses Gronkowski to dictate coverage, and that opens things up for Edelman over the middle, and he uses it every time. He deploys that mix of running back, perf, mix of running backs perfectly and efficiently based on situation, better than any coach, and that's him and McDaniel's. They put in new plays on game day, eight new plays the morning of the Chiefs game. I, they put in based on whatever. The, the way they hijacked the Chiefs, <laughs> they stole their game plan. They stole their playbook. We're talking Super Bowl. And remember, Super Bowl on the score and Super Bowl coverage on the score is presented by Sprint. Sprint, brighter future for all. Did you see what Wade Phillips said? The Rams defensive coordinator no. will have to deal with this kind of offense we were just talking about. He said, I'm thinking about getting an earpiece and listening to Romo, and he'll tell me where the play is going to (laughs) be. So that's it. All right, we'll take a break. And um, should we take a break, Zach? Zach Withers? Yeah? No? What? We're only going to be here for another hour, and we have have much to do. Uh, We have weather. We have... (laughs) I didn't know we were doing weather. We are. We doing. Do we have a green screen? We have the fallout. You know what? I should talk to Lawrence Holmes. He should. We don't have guests today, but I had an idea that. Are you a comics guy? Not not like Lawrence's. I had a brief yeah. period in college where I had roommates. Who you don't was, have to say that. You don't yeah. have to explain your brief period. I experimented. <laughs> Is it wrong, Steve? I don't think so. That's what I feel okay what about college it. College is for. Yeah, I feel okay about Here's it. Because I, I and I went. I, I had this idea. <laughs> I ran it by Elliot Serrano, who who um, is on on radio here at times. But Lawrence calls him the the biggest geek in Chicago. And and is into comics. And here's what I think. I think there should be a superhero yeah. named Polar Vortex. And it would be trans. A trans superhero called Polar Vortex who would fight initially Satan, who would take advantage of climate change and the change in the earth and come up through different places because, like, Antarctica is going to melt. There's going to be a bunch of bergs flying down here. So the places that... Aren't Antarctica will be because that's where the bergs are going to hit and create 
chaos, and Satan is an agent of chaos. Wow, this is very specific. So Satan would become, and Polar Vortex would be the first trans comics hero. That's my idea. Is and, that, and is, Lawrence, is that true? Is, is Lawrence, there no other trans comics here? Elliot said no. I talked to Elliot, or I went, I DM'd him and went back and forth. I think Lawrence might know, but I just wanted to, I, I've not, to my knowledge, there's not a trans comics superhero, and there should be. And I just, and Polar Vortex seems like a great name <laughs> for a superhero. You can, it could be very artful. It's really creative. Do you see the maps? Oh yeah, it's a stunning. Right. Yeah. They looked purple haze on one of them, and one of them was it was so cold and bad that they had no color for it. One <laughs> one weather map I saw said, "Oh, we're out of color. We don't have something that cold." <laughs> we used everything in the color wheel. So we're talking about that. I just there were wonderful. Okay. So Nancy Liu from uh, WGN Morning News, right? Mm-hmm. Marcus Lashak, who is a a roller coaster friend of ours. Um, Nancy Liu is out there reporting at a. Uh, I, like in front of a convenience store oh, or God. trying to get, because they're trying to God. get the cold was so, it snapped one of their windshield wipers. So she's reporting back in front of the convenience store. She's trying to buy a windshield. And wiper? she said, we're safe. There's bathrooms, there's food, there's beer. <laughs> that's all you need. That's all you need. That's all you need. All right. So that's it. That's my, and in the Minneapolis star tribune, Here's this picture, right? What do you see in this picture? You see a guy walking in shorts. With shorts. He looks like he's got a warm coat on with a good hood, but the shorts are in effect. It's colder up there than it was here at the time. Mm -hmm. The caption, a University of Minnesota student crossed University Avenue in shorts today. He wouldn't give his name because he said his mom would be mad at him. (laughs) There's your caption. Well, yeah, because eight people died due to the cold, including one University of Iowa student who apparently passed out behind the dorm in the alley. So, yeah, don't give your name. Right, but his mom would be mad at him. Can you imagine being that that cold that you're like, you know— I'm just gonna sit down. It's easy when you drink. You yeah. drink, you get warm. You if you're that go, drunk and, and, and fall asleep, and you're and, cold and you're tired, and you're like, I'm just gonna sit down for a while. All right, this is the last thing I I flagged from the polar vortex, which I still think is a really good trans comic name. But Hilliard, Ohio Police Department sent out a tweet. Okay, due to extreme cold and wind, all crime has been canceled for today. If you're thinking about committing a crime, (laughs) please watch some reruns, enjoy a mug of hot cocoa, or call your mother. Just stay inside and do anything else. That's good good advice. I I didn't leave the house for three days. Was that true? Yeah. I went out one day. I just thought. I I, didn't bother. I'm going to do that. I'm going to. And it was. um, You ever driven the streets around here on Christmas? Christmas Day? Mm -hmm. Have you done that? When When it's empty? This looked better. Yeah. This yeah. is better than Christmas. This was like the Joker cleaned out Gotham City, and it was like he had his run of the place. That's what it was. I, All right, we'll take a break for no reason, no apparent reason. And Mork from Mork was a superhero? No, you just described Mork from Mork. All right. We're going to take a break, and we're going to ponder this. And we're going to get back with more suckage. And I really think we've established that as a – that's our fortress. Chicago Sports Radio 670, <laughs> The Score. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it.
We aren't the Doobie Brothers, but we play them on the radio. Rosenblum and Spiegel, Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score is Saturday suckage till 1245 today, but we'll have a full bong next week from 11 to 2. You know what, Christopher Kampka teaches you things? Oh, I love Chris Kampka on the Twitters and elsewhere. He's a good dude. So January 31st, which was Thursday, January 31st, he tweeted out, Nolan Ryan turns 72 today. Ernie Branks was born 88 years ago that same day. Nolan Ryan is 72 years old? And he can kick your ass. Do not screw with that old man. He's 72? And it was the 100th anniversary of Jackie Robinson's birth. And Christopher Kamka of uh, CSN, NBCSN said January 31st should be a national holiday. And the, it, it always, when it comes up, it's just what a remarkable, how important a sports figure Jackie Robinson was, right? I mean, as, as baseball is doing nothing now, but but it gave it gave time to you're not worried about where who's who the mystery team with Manny Machado is and who's talking and whatever they're doing. Jackie Robinson's the greatest sports figure in history, I hmm. believe, and one of the greatest American figures as well. There's a guy at Grand Valley State that I, I know of, Lou Moore, Professor Lou Moore, teaches history up there. Okay. He wrote a book, We Will Win the Day, The Civil Rights Movement, The Black Athlete, and The Quest for Equality. And he had this, he shared this Jackie Robinson story. In 1953, Jackie Robinson brought an integrated all-star team to Birmingham, Alabama. But city officials said they couldn't play an integrated game. So Jackie Robinson sat all three white players. How smart is that? (laughs) Months later, the city passed an ordinance allowing integrated pro sports. But a year later, during a special election, white voters passed a new law outlawing integrated sports. Jackie Robinson told a sports writer who was white about that um, when the sports writer said, or tried to blame Jackie Robinson's activism as a reason why Louisiana segregated sports. Jackie Robinson's quote is, I'm happy for you that you were born white. It would have been extremely difficult for you had it been otherwise. I just, I, I, he's remarkable. He is, he still stands as remarkable. I didn't want to let the day, the week pass. And I just thought it was a, a terrific thing. MLB is um, MLB is going to do some stuff this year to commemorate the the 100th anniversary of his birth. Um, they and they announced it just uh, on Thursday um, that they're going to have a year long celebration of Jackie Robinson's life and legacy with a series of events to commemorate what would have been his 100th birthday. So mm-hmm. they're going to be actively taking a. To honoring honoring him, it's uh, pretty remarkable stuff. You ever so, read? You ever read Mike Royko about the day that Jackie Robinson came to Chicago for the first time? I did not. Royko was How a did kid. I miss that? Royko was a kid, and basically said, "I had to go and see Jackie Robinson, the man who was going to somehow wreck everything, because that's what he kept hearing from the old men sitting on stoops in his neighborhood." Sure. So. And and he he went to the ballpark and I I get chills just thinking about it because I mean Royko was Royko but yep. that that column on what it was like he had never seen 
that many people of color at the same time. He had never seen people of color dressed up all together and, and, and in that style. But it's it's a remarkable column. I will look that up. I will find that. In in this same vein, and I know that'll this'll just set off the text line. Do you know who passed away this week? Did you read that? Julius Campbell? Does that name sound familiar? Does to not. You? Does not. Julius Campbell <clears throat> was the captain of the football team, the T.C. Williams High School Alexandria, Virginia State Championship team that you would know from Remember the Titans. Ah, oh, wow. He was 65, organ failure, and there's quotes from Herman Boone, the character played by Denzel, Denzel. Washington, and he was just, he was, <clears throat> he stood, it was the first integrated team in Alexandria. As, as the movie details, they won the state championship, and he passed away this week. And I just thought, yeah, I'm going to flag this. We, 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 I knew we'd talk about – I would make sure we talked about Jackie Robinson because I thought he was such a central American figure, not just sports, but an American pioneer. I just – and took the, the stuff that he went through. And it's to remember the Titans was such a what's an impactful movie to watch, to see what happened that, that they had to – what they had to go through, and there's Julius Campbell. There's a guy who was a leader. Was it had his hand out, embraced them, white and black. So, just thought I'd bring that up. It's not Dean Wormer's wife, as we talked about before. But okay, take a break. We have. Um, do we take a break now? Where are your Super Bowl? Do you have things you want to talk about? Yeah, oh, something happened this morning uh, on Inside the Clubhouse that I want to make sure that you know about, and that I want to make sure that I need you to. <laughs> I, I, oh I, I, I need you to help me decode something that happened. I think I think I know what I was listening to, but I I just got to be sure. So I need your help with. That. Well, look forward to that, and we're uh, we are your Super Bowl station. Super Bowl on the score and coverage of the Super Bowl on the score is presented by Sprint. Sprint. Brighter future for all. Rosenblum and Spiegel, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.